0: Hello and welcome once again to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at wideteams. This is episode 45. I'm your host, Avdi Grimm. Joining me today, Mike Smith. He's the tech lead for Blitz.io. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Avdi. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you, uh, first of all, and uh, and what do you do at Blitz? Uh, so I'm
1: based in Austin, Texas. Uh, I actually work from my home office, uh, I work with, uh, I work on blitz.io, which is a cloud-based load testing tool. Uh, it's a software as a service, sort of pay-as-you-go, uh, load testing tool. And I work with a team that's based, uh, mostly in California. Uh, we also have a,
0: actually two people in Brazil as well. Hmm. Okay. So, um, How did that, uh, first of all, how did that, that, uh, distributed team come about? Um,
1: well, so the, I actually joined, um, joined the team because I previously worked, uh, with some of, uh, some of them in California. Uh, but I moved to Austin and, you know, was later looking for work and, and, you know, connected back with some of my former coworkers. So that's how I, I joined, um, our Brazilian team came about just through um, the fact that we were at the time looking for some contracting contractors to do some help with development, and we just had some good referrals uh, for some people that were already that were already out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's how that started, um, and since then we we've, we're actually just adding a um, in addition to a developer, we're adding a um, a designer that's out uh, in Brazil as well.
0: Mm-hmm okay uh um, i I know you already said this, but uh tell me again what's the how many people in total is that
1: um in total we have about it, it kind of depends on how you count, but I would say six people working sort of full time on this project in California. we have people that are working on a couple of different projects um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and kind of bounce back and forth a little bit but
0: and how does that go i mean um do you work pretty closely together um or uh or Do you have, uh, different people in different areas kind of doing different things or what?
1: Um, yeah, we, so generally we all, we all work, you know, it's a combination mostly doing development. Um, we have mostly developers and then we have two people who are focused on, um, the UX and, um, design and graphics, graphical side of things. And we all work together. We generally, you know, are logging in around the same time, um, on campfire. And, uh, we kind of use that to sort of you know, keep in touch on a daily basis. Uh, and we also use Pivotal Tracker quite a bit to keep track of, you know, our sort of weekly or more of our, you know, long-term stories and the things that we're working on. Uh, and we, so we kind of use that to keep track of the, the projects on a bit of a larger scale.
0: Mm-hmm now uh, speaking of campfire you've you've built up a, a fair amount of automation around campfire haven't you
1: yeah we've it's something that i think it's it's worked out pretty well for us we've um so you know our application is constantly running it's being used by people uh you know all over the world at all different hours of the day so we've we've hooked up quite a bit of um, a lot of the actions that, that people take so for example when you know new users register with the site or when Somebody um, you know purchases a, a plan on the site uh of course, we have you know exception reporting and errors and things like that. All of those are sent as notifications to our campfire channel mm-hmm. you know during the day when when interesting things happen, uh, we get a notification uh we actually it's kind of a funny story about the we so we have notifications when users are registered on the site um it it actually sometimes can get a little bit annoying if there's a period of you know a lot of activity uh at one point we were actually sending a notification every time a single user logged or registered but uh there was one day when we had had a particularly um strong uh, widely distributed blog that that linked to us and we had a, a ton of referrals that day and we were being flooded by registrations that day, so we had to sort of rate limit the uh notification
0: there but yeah, that was gonna be my next question is if you know if it ever kind of drowns out conversation on the channel yeah
1: it, it you know i mean sometimes it 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 can um but you know it's a good problem to have, and when it i think I'm sure there will be a time in the future when we decide that okay this is this is you know not providing us the value that we that we want right now, and we'll further rate limit it right. It, uh, for example, the notification of when new users register, it's actually a lot of times it's, it's fairly topical. Like the, um, it might be related to somebody that we were, you know, just having a conversation with on Twitter or somebody that we were, you know, helping with a sport ticket or talking to out of band or, or it might be, you know, somebody that's, uh, coming from maybe, you know, a company that we, we would like to talk to about, you know, uh, how they're using the product. And, and so we you know we learn about that instantaneously and allows us to respond to it.
0: Hmm. So you have um it's kind of a distributed consciousness of of what's going on in your app land at all times. Yeah.
1: I think um and another advantage of it and in one, you know, it's sort of this distributed consciousness, but also it's uh it's a nice little sort of motivational uh hack to to, you know, make you constantly realize that you know the the product is being used all the time and it's a nice little you know positive reinforcement for
0: everybody. Right. That's actually that's a really interesting point because you know I think one of the the potential downfalls of a distributed team is um you you don't have that I mean we talk about a lot of we talk on the on this show a lot about the, the energy of just like working in a team in a room with other people, but but there's also the energy of like knowing that your app is being used um you know and knowing that that things are happening um you know you're you're building something real and i feel like that can get lost a little bit when you're when you're distributed as well
1: i think it can yeah and i think that's something that's actually yeah i think that's hugely important um actually when i was working for so the company that um makes blitz um was so we were originally a company we we're called me dynamics uh, we were actually purchased by Spirant communications um, but I was formerly working at Mew and one of the things that we did when I was, this was in, when I was actually working in the office uh, in California, one of the things that we did was we would, uh, you know, ring, we had a bell in the office that we'd ring every time we made a big sale. Mm-hmm. And we were selling, um, not software as a service, but, you know, actual hardware appliances that we'd ship to customers. Um, so it was, you know, more, it was a less frequent, occur- frequent occurrence, but when it happened, it was, you know, a lot more money per transaction. But that was sort of, I think that was part of the motivation for having this kind of alert in uh, Campfire is because, you know, everybody likes it when the bell rings, for example.
0: Right. <laughs> Not really a bell, but it's uh, more of a beep now. But, <laughs> but Yeah. No, that's very cool. Um, so have you, are there any other strategies that you've come up with um, to kind of promote communication uh, between the, the regions?
1: Um we do I mean we so we touch base you know every every week I mean we have a regularly weekly regularly scheduled weekly call uh we touch base on you know the status of all the stories uh you know generally I think we 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 kind of know where things are going um as we're developing them but during the week but the you know every week it gives us a chance to uh do do demos live demos if we need to um which You know, we, we also sort of schedule out, out of bounds or or on demand, um, out of band, um, outside of that meeting. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, but sometimes, you know, there's, there's small things that you want to demo or even if it's just a partially, um, completed project, you know, it's a good chance to kind of touch base and reset everybody.
0: When you're talking about demos, are you talking about demos to clients or are you talking about internal demos where you show off something you've been building?
1: Yeah. Internal demos to, and to, you know, in that case, it's sometimes it's to a little bit of a broader, audience. So, you know, people outside of the development team or media.
0: Immediately- mm-hmm. Okay. So you'll, you'll set up like a screen sharing session or something like that and, and, uh, and talk people through the new features. Yeah, generally. That's cool. So you're kind of keeping everyone on the same page as, as you know, as far as where the product's going.
1: Right. Yeah. It gets, you know, it just basically, it just gives people a chance to, um, see what other people are working on. You know, that's another thing that you lose when you're working remotely is it mm-hmm. harder to, you know, you don't see people sitting at their cubicle next to you, you know, working what they're working on. You can't kind of see the progress as it's being developed by them on their screen. You know, so this kind of gives you a chance to do that.
0: Right. Are there any kind of, uh you know, any challenges that do you find you haven't quite, quite resolved yet with, uh with the distances between you?
1: Um Well, you know, there's there's definitely a challenge around communication. Um, the I think the the way I like to think about it is the basically that you have you know a certain amount of bandwidth that you communication bandwidth that you can achieve when you're when you're in campfire, for example. You know, you can talk about basic issues, but it doesn't doesn't offer you the bandwidth to to really get into technical details. Um, so sometimes you kind of have to escalate to you know, a phone call or we, we use Skype a lot. Sometimes when we have a more complicated, uh, you know, technical discussion that we want to, we want to do, then we'll sort of escalate it to Skype. Um, sometimes even that is, is not enough, you know, and you, you actually would be better served to be in a room with a whiteboard, uh and actually kind of just be there physically with the person. And mm-hmm. that's, me at least one of the challenges um of working remotely is I, I still haven't found you know uh, a tool that allows you to uh replace, you know, the actually physically being there in a room with a whiteboard.
0: Right. If only if only we we could control uh remote robots. <laughs> remote whiteboard scribbling robots. I hear that's coming. Not quite that well. <laughs> Somebody should get on that. Yeah, but, I mean, did you do you ever like do you ever try to use any kind of online whiteboarding tools or anything like that
1: um we We haven't really experimented with with them too much um you know if you have any suggestions I would love to hear it
0: oh. uh well so i mean the 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 simple and free option um that I've played with is uh you know Google docs has the the drawing module and uh it actually works pretty well i mean you know it's completely live, so um, so everybody can can participate at once and sort of see what what they're drawing. Um, that's one option for for fancier diagramming. Um, I go to a program called actually a program whose name I'm suddenly blanking on. Is oh Lucidchart? That's right. I have a, a Lucidchart account. It's kind of like kind of like Google Docs on crack. It it, it uh, supports a lot more types of of diagram um but it has the same kind of live collaboration where you can see who's you know who's editing and, and you can watch them move things around and stuff like that uh, it's you know it's never quite the same experience uh as standing at a whiteboard i mean i think in some ways it can be a little bit nicer i mean for me like i'm just I'm i'm just a lost cause when it comes to drawing things um it's 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 sad and so i almost feel like i have a slight advantage when i'm using something like lucid chart because um you know i can actually you know make a circle that looks like a circle and stuff like that but um but you know that there's certainly there's still an element of uh an element that that goes missing a bit when it, you're not just like standing around the whiteboard
1: yeah definitely it's it's still i i've yet to i i like to gesture a lot with my uh with my arms, and that doesn't translate too well uh, over the over the Internet quite yet.
0: Right. Yeah, well, that's something that I can't – I'm actually not sure if, if LucidChart does this. I don't think Google Docs does it. it um, it's really important for any of these tools to have some kind of uh, way to gesture, you know. So, like, if nothing else, you know, a way to see whose pointer is where. But, uh, you know, some tools I've seen actually you can, like – Sort of flags not flag i don't know what the term is, but you can you know click on something and make it suddenly be highlighted for, for a moment to everyone and, and I think that's kind of a big deal for these things because otherwise you know you can't draw people's you can't tell where people are looking and you can't help people look, all look in the same place at once mm-hmm. Would you have any advice um for other teams that are trying to like starting to work remotely
1: um i in general i i think so i've Worked remotely uh, before for a, in another team, and it didn't. We didn't quite gel quite as well. And I'm actually still not completely. I haven't quite decided or figured out in my mind, you know, what the difference was. Uh, I think my theory is that part of it is is the fact that the fact that I had actually previously worked with a lot of the people that I worked with now, um, mm-hmm. that physically, um, that that made it a lot easier to work remotely um, or to communicate remotely, I should say, because, you know, you, you've already sort of established a um, a sort of a, a base level of understanding in terms of understanding how somebody communicates, you know, you can, it's a little bit easier to pick up on, you know, subtle, you know, when they're being sarcastic or things like that, that are hard to pick up, you know, over with your, you know, if you're not actually physically seeing somebody um, you might have a little bit more of a common, you know, Basis for a shared sense of humor, things like that. So I I do think that that's one thing that actually helps. Um, so I guess maybe one piece of advice is that if you, you know, if you are working with people remotely, you know, do try to get the, you know, try to get some face time with them, you know, spend, spend some time travel, you know, get everybody together, um, occasionally, um, because, you know, that, that really does. Help kind of establish the baseline for communication.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: and that helps quite a bit. So I think that was that was sort of one of the factors that has made it more successful in some cases for me. Um, another part is I, I think just uh, I think I've also gotten better at communication. Um, one thing that I've, I've tried to do more recently is is to actually really. You know, when I'm trying to propose an idea, for example, um, to really try to, you know, upfront think about a lot of the questions that someone would ask, you know, when I was proposing this idea, um, and preemptively answer them so that, you know, there's, there's not a, as much of a this sort of back and forth communication, which, you know, can be, can, can really drag out the process, uh, especially if you're, you know, separated by time difference. In our case, it's, it's not a big time difference. Um we're not right. on the other side of the planet, but uh it's enough that sometimes it delays you know the response uh the sort of back and forth gets drags the process on quite a bit. Right. Yeah. That's one thing that I think I've learned is is you know trying to trying to really, you know, spend the time up front to make your case um in, in a lot of ways, I think that's at an advantage. Um, For the way that I work, I I believe it's actually good that I'm forced to sort of clearly state my case up front rather than I have the, I think I have the habit of if I'm actually physically working with somebody in the office, sometimes, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll just walk over to someone's office and, you know, with a half-baked idea and start talking about it and, you know, in the process, I might convince myself that it's a bad idea Mm. and a lot of times I feel like I've I'm not making the most efficient use of the other person's time.
0: So will you like sit down and and, and write down your reasoning and, and, and kind of work through that process of talking yourself out of it that way? Yeah, exactly.
1: It kinda of goes both ways. You know, sometimes it's definitely nice a lot of times to have the you know ability to just, you know, spontaneously talk about some problem uh with somebody that's standing right next to you.
0: Yeah, sure. You talked about FaceTime. Uh do you does the blitz team get together in person regularly
1: we do we we haven't actually had a, a sort of a full team get together um but since most of our team is based in california that's kind of our base uh you know home base so we you know we we travel there occasionally i was actually just there uh, last week um spending a week there you know i kind of tried to spend that time to power through a lot of uh things that we that are difficult to do remotely. So we actually did a, you know, quite a bit of kind of reviewing of some mockups for some features that we were planning on working on soon and that sort of thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Well, um, before I let you go, uh, where can people find you and blitz online? So you can find blitz on, uh, at blitz.io.
1: Uh, it's the main site. you can also, if you're, uh, if you're using, uh, a platform as a service. We actually have partnerships with a lot of those different providers, um, you know, from Heroku, Engine Yard, um, AppFog, a lot of a lot of different ones. Um, and that's that's the main way. To, that's how you reach Blitz. Um, I'm online. Um, I guess my main point of internet presence right now is is Twitter. Um, i Evil Mike on Twitter.
0: Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, Mike, thanks so much for your time. Thanks a lot, Abby. And that's our show today. I hope you've enjoyed it. To subscribe to the show, if you haven't already, or to check out more interviews and articles about remote work, go to wideteams.com. You can also find the show in the iTunes Music Store, where reviews are very welcome. I am presently seeking a sponsor or sponsors for this podcast to help me keep great interviews like the one you just heard going up every week. If you or your company might be interested in sponsoring the show, please email me at contact at wideteams.com. The Y Teams podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 3.0 License. Our music is by Giles Boquette. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm signing off.
1: (laughs)